0: And welcome back to a tall glass podcast. This is Jim. I'm accompanied always with Mike. Mike, how are you doing? Hey
1: everybody, I'm doing great. Audience out there, I just like to say hi to everybody and thanks for listening. <laughs>
0: and we're also joined today with our first guest, Troy Janischak of Valley Floor Cleaning. How are you doing tonight, Troy?
2: Oh, I'm doing phenomenal. Phenomenal. Another great day in Cleveland, Ohio with the. Uh, it's some 50 degree weather and then it's dropping to uh, a nice brisk 18 by tomorrow morning. So, Dick Goddard,
1: everybody. yeah, doing well, doing the, well. The pet <laughs> adoption this weekend. <laughs>
0: doing well. Thanks for coming on, dude. We, uh, oh, we've been meaning to start bringing on some guests and to have you as the first one. I feel, you know, I'm in the minority that without being in Cleveland and not being a small business owner. So, um, yeah, yeah, let's start off with that. So what kind of company do you run?
2: So I have a, uh, a carpet cleaning, mainly and a uh, power washing business, and uh, I've been doing it for about four and a half years now for myself with uh, commercial and residential clients. I mainly do residential, but I'm getting pretty split 50-50 between commercial and residential.
1: How much you make a year
2: before taxes? Not, not enough. <laughs> Not enough for two. You don't have to answer that. <laughs>
1: That's a good man. That's awesome. It's always nice to talk to somebody who's kind of started out from the, you know, from the bottom up. You know, kind of just a bootstrap company owner. That's a good thing, man. We need more entrepreneurs in this world. That's so what drives the. Drives, drives the, the business. Journey, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. That's awesome, man
0: good stuff. So what made you get into, uh, the carpet cleaning and power washing specifically? Um, like Mike, obviously you, you grew up working with, with your dad who was a plumber as well, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Troy, what, what brought you to that? It's funny. Yeah. So
2: it's like with power washing, I kind of like, uh, use power washers kind of my whole life with, uh, I used to do a lot of four wheeling and stuff with my dad and my brother and camping and, Always after, when we get back, we'd have to wash our four-wheelers first, so I kind of enjoyed that. Then it kind of escalated into doing driveways or, like, sidewalks or the patio or something, just for, just chores, because my dad didn't want to do it. He's like, you look bored, knock this out. Mm. I used to bitch mm-hmm. and complain, but I still just did it. And then uh, the carpet cleaning, so I kind of just worked for a, uh, a janitorial company on the side. Doing all sorts of different things, whether it was repairs, deliveries, minor odds and ends for them and kind of learned carpet cleaning a little bit. And then uh, my brother was kind of doing it on the side too. You have a brother? uh, Yeah, I do have an older brother. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Nice. uh, He's about three and a half years older than me and uh, kind of went through college. Got my degree in business, kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do. Tried a couple different things and uh, saw an opportunity there. My brother was an RN, a registered nurse at the time. He was cleaning carpets with another guy just on the side because he had a flexible schedule. And nurses really don't work that hard in their three 12-hour shifts. So he's like, oh, Oh, I got got this extra energy. So I'll just do this and uh, work a full week or whatever. And uh, so he was doing that, and uh, I was kind of frustrated with my job. And what were we you doing? At- all the time? Working oh in- the janitorial service. No, I wasn't. That was that was just like a seasonal job, like around college. This was uh, I was working for FedEx actually. Oh nice. Uh, and uh, I was kind of in like their operations department. I started off kind of as like a delivery driver, and then I was like getting more to the operations, and uh, it was. It just wasn't for me, and I was exploring other options. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make this jump. I kind of uh, had some conversations with uh, my parents and stuff, and then not even that. I mean, they kind of just, oh, you should do this or that. You really want to? So I kind of just made the jump, and kind of just went along with it.
0: Risky, right? and yeah. here I am today yeah so, so how long ago again did you uh, make this jump into being a small business owner and, and how old are you right now I mean you're you're younger than me so what not even you younger so 27 28,
2: 28 and how long yeah. ago
0: did you uh, did you decide to become a, an owner of your own business
2: I was probably 23 and a half almost 24 and uh, just saw that opportunity and found a... I was tired got a very good deal on the uh the van and the equipment and stuff and just uh had some money saved up already from work and stuff and just not much still not enough but <laughs> <had> a little <laughs> a little bit of student loan still but i still had some cash in and
0: bam just made the jump. And it's just you, right? Um, you kind of run the, the show and and do the calls right now. You don't have any employees or contractors on any no, day, nobody, right?
2: Nobody really, uh, I mean, I have some people that'll help me out. Like my dad still helps me out here and there just with stuff. I have friends or, uh, and I've connected with several other, a couple other cleaners in the area, just like we could attack like a bigger job together.
0: Hey, so
1: that? I have a I have a question. Um what's like so you're cleaning people's houses and businesses, but people's houses? It's like the grossest house you ever got into and you're ever involved in, or the grossest situation, the nastiest situation you ever involved in. I'm assuming carpet was involved. Yeah, usually, right. You ever go to like a murder scene where somebody I, was murdered?
2: I actually have not done any of that uh, need, no uh, of. uh there's kind of there's kind of like a, a special certification you can get to be oh, like yeah a, dude. like a trauma cleanup person or whatever or like this right. but uh i would say the grossest thing that i've kind of seen is uh a friend a friend's dog got real sick and uh it was coming out both ends and made yeah. a mess yeah. in the middle of the night Got a call yep. first thing in the morning, and blood, pigs, shit—you name it—was all over the place. Wow. But uh, and then besides that, oh. I mean, it was kind of just filthy people at it. Just uh, they're just lazy. They don't really vacuum. They have like pets. There's just balls of hair, like
1: yeah, cars yeah and
2: do. stuff. They have kids around, like they spill stuff and don't really try to clean it up or whatever. And, but nothing else, pretty crazy. Like, uh, that dog story, I would say. Gotcha. I
1: thought you were going to for sure say somebody was murdered and you had to clean up a giant pool of blood out of the carpet, but you were saying that that's a special certification. Like you're not going to get a call. No one, like the, the cops aren't going to call you and be like, Hey, we've done all our evidence. Are all our evidence pick up now? You gotta if you yeah. could, if you could could you come in and s- s- fucking clean all this up? That's actually that's a whole nother
2: yeah. But, uh, certification. that actually, that actually re- refreshes my mind for another story with uh, another. It was another elderly person. They uh, they cut their wrist or their hand or something, and. uh, they had to go to the hospital, but they got blood all over their carpet. So I sucked up a lot of blood out of that. But besides that, it was. uh, (laughs)
1: Yeah. I, I remember one time I was, uh, not to make this about me, but I was at a, a, a trailer park and this old man, uh, answered the door. His toilet was blocked You know, I opened up the door and he was sitting in a chair. He was, he had to be like 90 years old, gaunt sick. You could tell he was terminally ill, like was not moving, was hooked up to oxygen, just a shell of a man. And he like points a shaky finger down the hallway where his bathroom is. And there's blood. There's a trail of blood going into the bathroom, into the toilet. I'm assuming he was leaking blood out of his ass. I never asked him outright because I didn't feel it was appropriate at any point to ask that question. But I went into the bathroom and his toilet was backed up, but it was like the water was low, so I flushed it because you always want to check. <laughs> and just blood comes back up out of, the, out of the toilet. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. It was pretty nasty. I don't know what makes you do that, but uh, I would assume he's no longer with us. But uh, it was a pretty bad situation. Pretty nasty. That might have been one of the nastiest.
2: Yeah. Something
1: about, like, blood as opposed to, like, any other bodily fluid that kind of makes your skin crawl a little bit, you
2: yeah. know? Yeah. Hopefully so, I never get that old and my brain bleeding, doesn't bleeding out of yeah, your ass bleeding on my yeah. ass. Or,
1: well, I mean, you could bleed out of your ass as a young man. There's hemorrhoids and stuff like that. I, I know Jimmy can tell us a little bit about that, Jim. Your hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I God understand. I can't. I, I haven't understand. had to have any colonoscopies have too to early in my life. I'm just okay, just keep
0: pushing.
2: Know you have
1: an office job and office jobs, a constant sitting Right. Can lead yeah, corporate America,
2: too, so you'll corporate be feeling America. Corporate America is a
1: giant hemorrhoid. And if you ever want to bring it on the podcast, Jim, you're more than welcome to. We can talk about it. We're
0: open about it. Noted. And if uh, the day ever comes, I'll be happy to orient an entire episode on the hemorrhoids caused by <laughs> yeah, corporate America. <laughs> what does uh, uh, day <laughs> from The Office say during the safety episode? He's like they like do all like the, the safety violation stuff down in the warehouse. And it's like, you can get your hand crushed in the or You can, you know, run someone over with a forklift and they go upstairs to the, to the office. And he's like the dim light and uh, the dim, the sitting in dim light all day and, and typing can cause seasonal depression and all this other stuff. And that (laughs) he days like, yeah, that dim light can be a real bitch. <laughs> like, that's called fat butt disease. You got fat butt disease, Michael? <laughs>
2: Had to go to the fridge and grab a beer. It was time. Beer. It was
0: time. What'd you grab?
2: Actually, you a, uh, a an Asheville, North Carolina beer from Highland Brewing
0: Co. Oh, very good.
2: Very good. No IPA. It's like a juicy
0: IPA. That sounds terrible. I'm drinking a... Stone Delicious IPA, Troy. Remember we went to that brewery when when you visited me out in California. Yeah, one well, that looked like a uh, natural history museum. I kind of remember yeah, it. Pretty cool spot. Um, Mike never visited me in California, so he didn't get the opportunity to to see yeah. it. But yeah, a good good place.
2: I think Mike Raylor being in California nowadays, anyhow.
0: Yeah, I was only it out there. Like, I was only out there for three like a years. Lot. You know, yeah. it's not that's not a whole ton of time for him to get off his ass yeah. and come visit me. So um, it, yeah. seems like a, it seems like uh, it seems like,
1: and I think Troy would understand this. You can't really just step away from your business because when you call and say, they still operate like you're not even there. Uh, the whole bank just keeps going. Things just keep people fill in, and nothing changes if you. If you call off sick, the bank literally is still going to operate. Like you were never even there. When I walk away from Decker plumbing or when Troy walked away from Valley uh, carpet cleaning, make your carpets great again. When you, when that happens, when we walk away from that, when we take vacation, the company ceases to exist. Decker plumbing does not exist without me buying the helm. When Troy walks away from Valley floor cleaning, make your carpets great again it ceases to exist. There's nobody there. It's like, it never even was a company. It's not, it's, it's, so what I'm trying to say, Jim, is I wanted to come and visit you, but would Decker plumbing survive it? I don't know.
0: I hope so. And we might,
1: and we might never know that the answer to that question. You you
2: still get calls though. If you work from your work phone while you're visiting Jimmy, you still get calls, set up sales, All right. I don't know how your
1: business works, Troy. Okay. At Valley floor cleaning, make carpets great again, but at Decker plumbing, if I can't get out there in a timely manner, they're moving on to somebody else. All right, Troy,
0: talk, talk to us about some of your most annoying, um, customers and clients.
1: That's a good, that's a good, the service industry.
2: Probably the people that just a pain in the ass to schedule. You give them like, Time here. Oh and time yeah,
1: there. dude. And yes. then they just
2: they cancel on you. Yeah, it's like they look down on you or whatever. It's like,
1: well, it's time true. doesn't it's matter.
2: True. Yeah, dude.
1: Well, these days anymore, like you'll have there's no like stay at home there's no stay at home moms or stay at home wives anymore. So they're always like, can you come at 30 and you're like, yeah, but you need a water heater replaced. That's going to take me like a half a day. And I'm going to get there down at four <laughs> o'clock. And then what am I going to work till fucking 10, motherfucker? Oh, you can come on a Saturday, right? I'm like, yeah, oh. I guess I, I'll tell him like, yeah, I guess I, you don't charge extra, do you? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't charge extra. you to take my word for it. You don't even know what I'm going to charge you. For all you know, it is extra. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, very inconsiderate. And, and they'll cancel on you. And they'll always tell you like the morning of, and you're like, I know that they, they made that decision a couple of days ago, but they waited and now I've saved that day for them. That's the worst. And consider folks out folks at home, by the way, be nice to contractors. I can understand if they're not being cordial. I mean, Jimmy, you've had experience with contractors that weren't fantastic. I can understand if they're not being cordial, but the more angry you make me before I even show up at your house the price in my head just keeps going up and up and up. That's the dirty little we'll secret folks. Okay. And I know you've taken off of work. So I got you. You're not going to say no that easily. Cause you already took off work. You only have so many sick days. So just be nice. You know, just I'm, I'm proper. I'm, I'm not rude. I expect respect. If you respect me, I respect you. We'll get it done. But if you're going to be a jerk and like you, Troy was talking, move your move your schedule around, not give me the courtesy of when you're gonna, you know, if you can't make it or whatever, like that, it's just gonna make me angry. And the angrier I get, the higher your bill's gonna be. That's the end of it. The- and make sure your fucking address is visible from the fucking street, by the way.
0: Okay, I strongly agree with that. My god. I usually just tell them, like honestly, when they're coming, I'll be like, you know where that taco bell is. You make it right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Old people, boomers,
1: boomers are like, you're going to, it's the third ranch. It's a, it's a balloon construction ranch. I'm like, guy, just give me your fucking address. And if your address is invisible, I'd like you to stand at the end of the street. Give me your address.
2: (laughs) Give me like if there's a a colored car in the driveway or something with the address.
1: Don't even do that. There should be no cars in the driveway, period. I want you to park in the street so I can pull into the driveway. I want an open driveway, make it visible from the street. And then when I knock at the door, fucking answer the door right away. That's another pet
2: peeve too. It's when
1: it's 50 degrees outside. I, you should not be upstairs showering when I'm coming to your house. You should not be down in your basement. You should be sitting in a chair that's, you can see the front window. <laughs> so you can see me pulling into the driveway. You be. I called you, I told you I'm on. I'm on my way. So be ready. Don't make me sit out there like an asshole again. This price just keeps going up and up and up and up. The longer I have to sit there, the yeah. door—it's it, cold. It, 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 just keeps going up. I should write down the invoice like this was a sitting outside charge, right yeah. here. This was a great, yeah. I got cold charge It's sixty-five dollars. You wouldn't have had to pay that if you would have fucking answered your door within a minute of me knocking. Preach, am I right, what,
0: Troy? What percentage of spot um, on? What percentage of calls do you show? Like, do you show up and they're they're fucking around and they're not ready to go for you.
1: Usually I don't have an issue. I call people when I'm, I'm within 20 minutes of their house. So I'll be like, I'm going to be there. And I, my first appointments, especially like I'm going to be there at eight o'clock on the nose. If not five minutes early, I'm going to be there. So let's not have an issue. And then as the day goes on, people are more awake, they're more active. So they're, they're there for you. But like, sometimes I'll, I'll go there and, it's in the front door, I'll knock. Old people are bad because they can't fucking hear. And I'll knock on the door. It's cold. It's fucking snowing. And I get nothing. No response. I had to go Blair, back in my go truck. Go
2: back here and blare the horn.
1: No, I go back in my truck and I call them. <laughs> yeah, I just blare the horn. <laughs> no, I call them, Troy. I call them. I have their phone number. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there and blip. Cause then, then the neighbors are pissed. So I call them and say, Hey, 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 it's Mike with Dr. Poly. Oh, hi, Mike. I'm in your fucking driveway. Remember I called and I said I was on my way? Oh, I sorry. I
2: was
1: yeah. Well, these are all pet peeves and I'm probably venting a little bit. And you might be one of those audience at home. You might be one of those people who yeah. think it's it's perfectly fine. that when a contractor says he's heading your way, you think it's okay to go downstairs and do your CrossFit. <clears> but I'm here to tell you it's not okay. <laughs> Why don't you sit by the fucking window, sit by the window and, 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 and wait his arrival. And, you know, Offer him a drink. I'm never going to take a drink, but offer him a drink. Be cordial. Be nice. And the contractor, I promise you, the more – this is advice for you at home, guys. I'm not just criticizing. The nicer you are, the more welcoming, the more receiving you are to a contractor, they will return that favor. They're going to be nicer. They're going to be more willing to go out of their way to make sure that you're happy, which is what you want. You don't want them to be pissed, right out, you know, right out the yeah, gate. Yeah, I'm willing you... to accept that as since I'm a plumber and I'm going to someone's house, they're already not in a good mood because they they had to call me. So I understand that. Okay, I understand you're not going to be the happiest you've ever been. Just be respectful of my time, and I will be of yours.
2: Yeah, we're your we are your superheroes. We're coming here to make so your I don't know about that. Troy. I'm not really
1: superheroes. I'm a fucking plumber. You clean carpets for a living.
2: Let's not, let's not, I mean. Everyone, everyone has to shit and piss. So if they can't shit, true. And piss, so you got to be a superhero in the moment. And- not Kim Jong il.
0: I remember.
1: He doesn't shit or piss. His I remember uh,
0: <laughs> In our when we lived in California, the apartment below us was moving out. They were on the first floor. And uh, they were going through like an ugly divorce apparently. We ran into him like he was hammer trunk the one night he just like unloaded on us the whole you know details of everything. But he had some movers come to move all the shit out. This guy was all of, like 110 pounds, 70-year-old man. Um going through divorce and, that old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh well, these these movers cool. came and they were like these like Eastern European guys and you know they're moving all of this shit and they're carrying some stuff that they probably shouldn't have been like i think they were like carrying a coffee table or like entertainment center and then they had like nice fragile like precious moment type of thing, type of things on top of it and because i didn't actually see this part it just it all fell over and he started bitching Whoa. them out i mean fucking like you motherfuckers you're paying for this shit you fucking second-rate idiots and i just remember thinking like these guys have all of your shit and they're about to transport it somewhere like i know you're pissed i know you're going through a divorce yeah but like they have everything of yours and you are just like, like shitting on them for like a stupid error but an honest mistake and yeah You know, like, what are you hoping to accomplish in that moment when they have, they got you by the balls. They have all of your shit. Um, And he's just swearing at them and demeaning them over again. It it wasn't a good move on their part, but it also wasn't like, there was no malicious intent. They just weren't the best movers.
2: Um, That's such a thankless job, anyhow, being a mover. Well,
1: you know, it's, it's like my father always said, like, don't complain about your meal until you have your meal. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like in a restaurant. Don't yes.
1: start berating them because they're taking too long or that they didn't bring enough refreshments until you have their meal. They have your fucking food back there and they can do whatever they want to it until you have it. And then when you're done, and my dad would do this all the time, when you're done <laughs> and you're paying your real, then you can complain all you want. Tear them, rip them a new one, do whatever you want. But when the process is still unfolding, I mean, you shouldn't take a bunch of shit from somebody.
0: No. You of course it, not. But yeah,
1: they're human beings, and they're bad. There's a lot of bad ones out there that do not deserve respect. But it is a dance. You kind of have to bob and weave. You kind of have to, you know, get what needs to, whatever needs to get done, get it done. Take, deal with the deal with it afterwards if you have a problem. I think is yeah. is the lesson for today. Yeah, Troy. So, what's been on your mind lately? What have you been thinking about?
2: I don't know. The thing that's always on my mind is dying uh, alone. Over this winter time, the winter time blues. Living each day as full as I can and just trying to, one day at a time and just, I want to get out of winter.
1: It actually doesn't bother me at all, to be honest with you. It could be winter for like two more months, three more months. I wouldn't care. So I like it. And also, the nice thing about the snow, I feel like Like when it snows heavy, everything slows down. It's quieter. You go outside, there's nobody outside. There's something solitary about it. You might be a social person, Troy, but I feel like it's just real quiet.
0: I mean, I think that there's something to be said about like extreme climates and their impact on people's like mental fortitude, whether it's extreme heat or extreme cold. Um, it's, it's, It's some level of adversity that, like in how much adversity really exists in this world you know anymore so it's something that we haven't just kind of solved for um right i mean personally i i prefer the the, the positive benefits of, of a warmer climate when it comes to just like being able to do things and get out and about but um there is something also really cool about like you said a, a storm just kind of snowing you in and you're like okay yeah i'm gonna slow down uh I, I feel like the first like two weeks of the pandemic when you know um yeah things were really shut down and i think a lot of people kind of slowed down their life and really took stock of the things that are most important to them because like the the day-to-day hustle and rat race wasn't going on as much and it gave people the opportunity to kind of reassess like their priorities and i think on a micro level extreme weather can do the same
1: Wow, that's profound, dude. That was really
0: pro- profound. What um, what kind of bourbon
2: do you enjoy? Very tough question. I mean, there's so many different distilleries and types, and but uh, I'll say one of my favorites is uh, Eagle Rare, that's which terrible. is. Uh,
1: I've had it's garbage.
0: I've had it. It's good. You don't look like a bourbon drinker. He can't spell bourbon. Okay.
1: I'm more of a rye guy myself. I'm a little more distinguished, Ooh. a little more old fashioned. I like my rye's. But go ahead. I've actually never had an Eagle Rare.
2: Eagle Rare is very now. it's a ten year bourbon and okay. uh uh-huh. made Who from made the it? Buffalo Trace. Is it story. made around here?
1: Oh buffalo Trace I've had Buffalo Trace.
2: Yeah, Buffalo I've Trace. Had regular buffalo they tra- made Buffalo Trace. Trace makes a lot of different bourbons. Okay. And- they're nice. like the most award-winning well-known distillery. Nice. Bourbon is like very popular now and more and more people are collecting it and going to stores early when a truck comes, a delivery truck comes and waiting in line before a store opens. That's exciting for it's you. Like, it's like allocated it stuff and it gets you hard. It's like my yeah, it's like modern day baseball cards, you know. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, I would say Eagle Rare is probably my top overall favorite. Uh, the others told you, E H Taylor is pretty good. Colonel E H Taylor. I've had that, yeah, yeah. Another yep. one out of the Buffalo Trace. What about Whistling Pig? That's a rye. Pig, pig Whistler. Whistle Pig. That's a rye. That's Michael might know that. I, I actually have never had
1: it. Do you like Canadian <laughs> Club? That's not a bourbon. <laughs> That's pretty good. You can get it for like 20 bucks. You get like a big, a good amount for like 20 bucks. Yeah, it's All right. Let's be honest, guys, let's cut the shit. If I blindfolded you guys, there you, go. you okay, sound like my dad right now. You, and I gave you Canadian club, which is $20 a bottle. And I put next to it, Jack Daniels. And I put next to it, your, what did you call it? Eagle like, rare? Angel, t- angel tear, whatever. Ooh, angel Eagle rare. rare. I blindfold you. You would not be able to tell the difference.
0: I definitely would. Otherwise. That goes for you
1: too, Jim. You wouldn't be able to be there.
0: That's we, we tried this with uh, Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller, and uh, I was very easily able yeah. to tell the difference between the three.
1: Dude, no, that's because we saw the color. I was there.
0: That, is the color, you, I don't Why? know the color difference. Okay. The taste wow. is different.
1: Anyways, so you like you like your bourbons.
0: Bourbon, bourbon, get, get a nice
1: cigar uh,
2: if you're into smoking cigars yeah, yeah it's <sighs> phenomenal phenomenal absolutely. pairing smoke some uh, Jim d-
1: d- if you had to drink a spirit of choice would it be would it be bourbon
0: what's Probably. your cocktail
1: of choice Jim what's your what's your cocktail of choice Jim what's your actual cocktail of choice uh,
0: I have two um either a Moscow mule or a old-fashioned nice dude love
1: an old-fashioned troy. What about you, Troy? See,
0: I,
2: I turned into a snob in these past few years, so I you're just drink my, oh, yeah, my bourbons. I don't know, like neat. starting
1: out, like if it's like five thirty and you're having dinner, I don't want a neat cocktail with my dinner. What do you, where do you see yourself in ten years?
2: I see myself out of Ohio for sure. Oh wow! Definitely still a small business owner. Okay. That's a good idea. Hopefully down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. Or South Carolina, nice. Through the to Nice. Damn right. You, that's where you'd want to go?
1: Not like Florida or anything like that? Just All the right. East Coast? I,
2: I got a great opportunity in Charlotte, so. Oh, His good. brother lives good.
0: down
1: here.
2: Visitor there. Oh! I didn't know that. Yeah, so he quit being Is he still a nurse? He quit being a nurse.
1: Oh, did he? What's he doing in Jim's neck
2: of the woods? He's doing the same thing I'm doing. He's built his own operation down there. Oh, nice. and, Yeah, he got sick of the hospital, wasn't getting sympathy from anyone anymore, so he stood up and made a change. <laughs> you can only complain so much that you're underpaid and underappreciated. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know? Oh, man. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> I didn't know this was such a referendum on nurses. I I just want to go on the record, Shannon, if you're listening, I just want to go on the record. I think nurses play a pivotal role in society. I think they're so important to how we function in society. And I just think they're great. And and they're great people. I'm sorry Troy doesn't feel that way, but uh, I think they're great.
2: Shannon's, Shannon's actually not a nurse anymore. I know that, she, but she wasn't. Uh, She's ranking now. Yeah. So okay. I'm aware of that. Yeah, but yeah. Going back to my For brother, you. my brother didn't want to advance his career at all in nursing. <laughs> right. Got sick of the doctors, <laughs> sick of the patients, sick of their <laughs> right. families, and keep going, keep going. The entitlement. I digress. <laughs> <saying>. I digress. <laughs> nice. He'd <laughs> be a hell of a nurse.
1: Yeah, I would be. <clears throat> Great anything I do, but uh, you know.
2: Going back to where I want to be. I want to be down yeah. south. Yeah. In Charlotte. Doing doing your working. Doing work doing your thing.
1: Maybe uh, maybe a wife or a husband. I mean, I, Troy, it's 2021. 2022? 2022. If this is yeah. the podcast. And that'll be 2032
2: down there. Who knows what the hell right. will happen. Whatever. Maybe a I might, family. I might are even you, have, you have my own robot. Are you down, are you down with, that? with
1: would you like to have a family? Would you like to have a wife?
2: I'd like to have a wife. Okay. Motivate That's me, good. support me. <laughs> <Go> to...
1: <laughs> Maybe she could support me. Maybe I don't have to work. Maybe she's a nurse.
0: <laughs> so, Troy. Yeah. What's your parting thoughts of this podcast?
2: <laughs> Take that risk. Make that jump. Do whatever the hell makes you happy. Whatever career you want to do, be happy about it. moment you start bitching and complaining, make that change, make an adjustment, adapt, figure it out. We're only on this earth not too long. Why dread going to work in your life when you could clearly change it and do those kind of things?
1: Fuck yeah, dude.
2: I mean, I'm I a, I'm a freaking mean, carpet cleaner. I didn't wake up and be like, oh, I want to be a carpet cleaner. Oh, I'm on my career day in high school. Oh, I just want to be a carpet cleaner. Oh, this would be a hell of a business. No, I tried different things, jumped around. Here I am today. There's highs and lows and everything. Just keep pushing.
1: And you had just listened to another episode of a tall glass of podcast.
2: Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.